Hello and welcome to my podcast, Conversations with Cornelius, where I, Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan, discuss, chat and hypothesize on all things from fatherhood, marriage, comedy and everything else in between. From time to time, there will be special guests, but mostly it's going to be me and some regular contributors, including my main squeeze, Noelle Patricia O'Sullivan, a.k.a. The Wife. So sit back, relax and enjoy Conversations with Cornelius. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Cornelius. We were about five minutes deep into an episode there, and it got too controversial altogether, and Noel was like, cut it, cut it. We'd be cancelled. Con, we would, not we, Con would be cancelled. Well, I wouldn't be cancelled. I would just be in trouble. Yeah, Um, big time. I would be in big big trouble in Little China. For anyone who are friends and family, it wasn't about you. It was. All, I can see that magpie. It all started off with a magpie. I can see. I saw a magpie I'm sitting down. Today is the twenty seventh of November. We're sitting in the good room. Uh, <coughs> as you can tell, I'm trying to to battle a, a bit of an illness that I have going on. A bit of a kind of a chesty cough kind of carry on. Um, but I saw a magpie, and I said to Noel, "Do you believe in the myth or the lore of magpies?" And for those of you who do not know. What that is, there's a, a, a rhyme that Irish people say, and the rhyme is one for sorrow, two for joy, three for the girl, four for a boy, five for silver, six for gold, seven for a secret never to be told. So if you see one magpie, sorrow's coming your way. If you see two magpies, joy's coming your way. Three, girl, four, boy, five, silver, six, gold, seven for a secret never to be told. And um, we just digressed. We had a big digression then. Um, but I was saying to you, do you believe in the lore of magpies? Um... I don't think so. I remember it as when I was younger and my auntie baby used to be all for them. Mm. Hi, sir. Hi, sir. Hi, sir. She could be yeah. eye siring all day. But I don't anymore. Like, I I probably would go, oh, two, one for sorrow, two for joy for the day. Woo. But yeah. if I saw, like, one for sorrow, I wouldn't be like, oh, my we're going to have a miserable day now today. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's all always counteracted as well if you say hi. So if you saw one magpie and you just went, Hello, just give him a wave. Then you don't get any of the sorrow. Oh, uh, did you just make that part up yourself? That's what I've always believed. That's what I've. I I don't know if I made it up myself or have I heard it. But like I always felt that that was the way to counteract the ne- to counteract the negativity associated with seeing an individual magpie. But then again, right? One for sorrow, two for joy, right? Three for a girl, four for a boy, five for silver, six for gold, seven for a secret never to be told. I prefer six. I prefer to see six for the gold. Would you prefer like who wants a secret never to be told? Like, that's that'd be a, a tough one like that's burdensome yeah carrying imagine, that along oh imagine a secret oh yeah, don't say this to anyone now yeah but um, I'm pregnant with a giraffe <coughs> keep that to yourself don't say anything to anyone I had sex with a giraffe there in photo last week and I'm up the pole that's now lovely with a baby giraffe lovely cesarean we're going to have to take it out cesarean arse first stop would it be a long to be a long birth <laughs> Oh, you're stretch reaching there. I'm stretching, am I? I'm stretching, <laughs> reaching. <laughs> <coughs> Guys, I am sick. I'm ill. Uh, not mentally, um, although small bit mentally, all right. Um, but <coughs> physically sick. I've got a chest infection. I had to cancel the Coco Club Christmas party this evening um, due to my illness. I had been gigging all weekend. I was in Derry. I was in Ballancolic, I was in Derry, and I was in Nall, County Dublin. And um, Where is Nall, County Dublin? Nall, County Dublin. It's a little village, smaller than Killavullen, in the north side of County Dublin. And it actually 
full on has a pub, a post office, and an arts theatre. The the, yes. the, t- the theatre is called the Seamus Ennis Theatre. Gorgeous little, little, just a little fucking speculative theatre out in the middle of nowhere, right? And like sometimes you'd be thinking Dublin. When you think of Dublin, when I think of Dublin, I instantaneously just think of Dublin City. I don't think of the county. Cause I think of Dublin City and then commuter towns. Mm. But... What not county towns? Dublin. Well, don't I don't know, but like like this, the suburbs like Talla yeah. and Crumlin and or Castle even Knock. a bit further out that would be I don't know. Don't ask me to name them now, but like you don't think of county. Would you like be thinking about the commuter towns in the likes of Kildare and stuff yeah, like that? Like yeah, Mace yeah, and yeah, stuff like that. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. the Selbridge and all. Selbridge, yeah. I'd be oh. the same actually. I'd be the exact same. I'd d- like outside I'd of Dublin city is the commuter towns in other counties. <laughs> that's. Mm. And Knoll is actually a town or a village in Dublin County. So it's actually legitimately County Dublin. And uh, a sleepy little village. And how far away is it from Dublin? Uh, so you're about maybe 10 minutes off the main road and it's about maybe f- 35 minutes outside of Dublin City. So is that Part- 45 altogether? For what? Like off, you said, it's ten minutes off the main road and thirty-five. Ah, no, about, thir- 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 about thirty-five minutes from. So how does it remain so small? You'd wonder then. I, I, this is this is the, the this is exactly it. I was there uh, on Saturday and I I came in. and I was like, fuck it, I can't believe this is Dublin. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was really quaint. And the ba- so there was a pub there, and uh, there was a pub, the venue, and a post office. And an Apache pizza, but not an Apache pizza, big massive Apache pizza, like a little hatch Apache, Apache pizza. You couldn't sit down, you just could kind of go in, order your pizza and come back out. Yeah, yeah. So it still was pretty cool for a small village. And their arts centre, uh, the Seamus Ennis Arts Centre, is gorgeous because there's a little restaurant inside there as well. So oh even yeah. though it is a small little village, it has an Apache pizza, it has a restaurant, it has an arts theatre, and it has a quaint pub. I went for two points there. And... Um, yeah, I liked it. I don't really like Dublin. I don't really like Dublin no. at all, you know. Um, I would go so far as to say as I dislike Dublin. Do I dislike Dublin? I don't know. Do I dislike Dublin? Do I know anyone from Dublin? Do you know anyone from Dublin? Bar comedians. Actually, the comedians I know are pretty sound. Sinead's a good friend. Sinead's sound. She's yeah, from Dublin. Yeah, she's lovely. Um, ah no, I do know a few Dublin people. Maybe I, I do know, and actually, the Dublin people I do know are lovely. Actually, Sinead's lovely. Um, now that I think about it, maybe I don't. Maybe, like maybe I coffee. don't like. I don't. Do you know what I li- don't like? I don't like inner city Dublin. I've been in inner city Dublin a few times in the last year, and I think it's rough as guts. Well, now you're talking about like all well the controversy s- that's like leads into all the controversy that's gone on this week this week in Dublin yeah. and all the, the tragedy the riots the, the riots and the stabbing and yeah for those like of you who've been living under a rock um, I don't think anybody could possibly not know about the riots in Dublin yeah there was a massive riot in Dublin last week and um, all because some lad went into uh, was it a it was a after school care thing and stabbed uh, children which is just horrendous. nobody died nobody which died. was great but at the yeah. same time it's fucking horrendous and then because of that then i c- like the whole fucking city erupted and it was looting but it was like it really was the scum of the earth it was, it was now come on oh like, i'm agreeing oh with yeah, you like, like it's like the the pe- like they're like for example footlocker now right they raided footlocker they broke down the doors of footlocker they went in they stole all the nikes and stuff not one work pair of boots was a fucking robbed i'd say inside yeah there. do you know what i mean no and, and iron it's then broken into as well and like they didn't take any books in there either i'd say like 
Yeah, and I like it's just it was pure brain dead fucking absolute scobies. Yeah, and the poor man, that that bus that was like that was traumatic. Did we discuss that? Sometimes I get confused about oh what we talk God. about. Or that's because he was a, a man of color. They fucking whipped him out of the bus and but like him. they 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 beat him up in the bus. Or oh, did they beat him they, up in the bus? They were hitting him in the bus, and then they told him <laughs> to get out of the bus or he was going to die. And then he, a man helped him, guided him out of the bus and over to the police. So there was obviously a lot of observers there as well, kind of yeah. like this fellow. He was take he was helped away by, by someone, mm. um, like he's living in Ireland fifteen years or twenty years or something, and, like, it was absolutely horrendous, traumatized. It's like fucking something you'd see. Back in the Stone Ages, in in one of those slavery programs, people should be absolutely ashamed. Of it. I'm really, I'm really. Uh, actually, as I speak now, I'm really livid about it. <laughs> I didn't think I was as. Yeah, but you're um, you're right to be livid it's about just it. A, such a sh- like, and then the people, oh, the people that's, it's just, oh, they're coming here. They're not working. They're not taking job. You know, or there are the people saying they're not working. They're living off the social, or there are people saying they're taking our jobs, and then you see somebody like you know, there's TikTok, and it's a fella going, "Well, I work in a pat, I work in Apache Pizza. We've got an opening there. Do you want it? No, no, thanks. Mm. They're taking jobs that people, Irish people, aren't taking. Like you know that kind of, way. and they're taking, they're doing. That's what immigrants have done for for yeah. thousands of years. That's what Irish people did when they went to England. That's what Irish people did when they went to Australia and America, they took the low-paying jobs, they kept their heads down, they built the cities, they built the bridges, they fucking cleaned the toilets, they fucking served the food. And as well as that, we also have, obviously, a huge population of immigrants that have highly skilled professions as well. We're not, like... But I'm just saying, the the influx of, of uh, non-nationals into our country, when that happens, the low-paying jobs is what they... The unskilled, low-paying jobs is what... Uh, anyone across the globe when they go to a country yes, goes straight yeah, away yeah, yeah. because they're the jobs that are on offer it's not I'm not being you know xenophobic oh, know, or racist when I say that but that's just the way yeah. it is like and then generally what happens is it's the second generation their children who've seen their parents work in Apache or work two three jobs you know yeah. cleaning schools or working in an Apache or driving taxis or whatever their kids then go into the mainstream and they are as Irish as, as you and I yeah, are yeah big time and um and those are the kids then that, you know, c- come on and are into the workforce the same as anyone else, you know? And yeah, and it's like, but do you know this racket of, um, like, oh, the Irish went all over the world, but they worked really hard. But there was still, like, there was a reason there were signs up, no Irish, no... Irish no people, this, there's, there's a myth as there as well. Like, we, we're a wild old bunch of, like, even Australia now to this day, they don't really like the, yeah. I- the Irish coming over. Because we come over... We drink the shit out of it. We're a parasite. We drink, we fight, we fuck. And, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're, yeah. we're wild, like. To be honest, I see a lot of the people that are coming over here now from w- war-torn countries. They're shell-shocked. They're gentle souls. Even a going into the Coco Club, aren't yeah, they? Like, they yeah. are actually gentle. Now, there are always going to be, people are going, oh, yeah, there's fucking people coming over. They're not being vetted. They're not being vetted. That's going to be the case all over the globe. That's up to our country to try and, you know, do some sort of a screening, you know, at some stage. Even if they come in and they go, they, get, they slip through the net, if criminals slip through the net, the country still has an obligation to its citizens to try and do some sort of a vetting, even if they can't do it straight away. But by and large, 
let the people in. There's people fucking fleeing from Palestine, from Ukraine, from mm. war-torn Sudan, Ethiopia, all across the globe. And we've got these fucking scumbags with fucking six and seven players of, of robbed runners from fucking... Or two left Nikes. Two, two left Nikes, exactly. And, uh, and like fucking beating the shit out of bus drivers and setting the place ablaze all over the world. We were Imagine those poor guards. Like, and I know we're like... I actually... I... I, I I think I've said to somebody there's two types of guards there's really sound guards and people who go into the guards because yeah. they're really and they w- sound and because they have want a to help and they want to help and they want to up, up hold the law yeah and then what's the other type of guard the other type of guard is the fellow who wants to know everybody's business and likes the power trip yeah do you know so you've got the two and you don't know which guard you're going to meet but you'll know the guard the minute they you put down the window you know which guard you've met I did a gig in 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 all on Saturday right and a lot of my stuff is about drugs about taking drugs and about you know trying not to take drugs and yada 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 right and mm. um, I, I do this joke halfway through where I'm like I'm, I'm talking for ages about drugs and the next thing I, I just stop my set and I go sorry there's no there's no guards in here, is there? Oh and yeah, usually yeah, that yeah, gets that a part, mass, yeah. That gets a massive laugh, right? And then I go, oh, because 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 these are all jokes. And then that gets another laugh. And then I go, because you have to say. So when I did that in all the other day, it didn't get the response. <laughs> it didn't get the response that I usually am used to. And I was like, oh my, I wonder are there a lot of guards here? And then when we were leaving, a guard hopped out of the car to get a selfie with Chris. Mm. And I was telling you this last night, and he was the bang of a guard who was a, p- a power trip guard. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he was being a little bit dismissive with me, you know, and uh, it was all about Chris, which is Chris's show now as well. Like, but he was yeah, a bit dismissive. Yeah. But then he just turned to me, he goes, how's it going? You don't have any edibles on you, have you? And uh, I just laughed it off. Yeah, Because yeah. I was talking about edibles in my, in my thing, you know. I just laughed it off and left it go. Um, but I was saying to you, like, how do you respond? Like, that's... Like, a guard should never say that to you, not even in jest. Well, I think, I in know. a way, I think a guard... <coughs> if you're being real like guards are allowed to be people as well but but they're not allowed just, to be people <laughs> they just don't know if you felt that he was a bit of a power trippy guard and like you were even saying the way he was he was sitting in the car the way waiting he got out. for you to come out of the venue like if somebody normally be standing around the place a bit nervous or whatever whereas this fella got out of the car super confident came over all power trippy you would know is he trying to fucking catch you nearly if he's one of that side of the I fence I didn't guards. know what to say when he said it to me. Yeah. Like, like, I... I and he could have been. I am a cannabis being. consumer, okay? I think I think people understand that at this stage of the races. But I will say this. You and I have been doing this podcast since the middle of lockdown. This is the very first time in the history of conversations with Cornelius that I haven't had a bake. Before it? Before this is the very first podcast. Oh, really? Ever, ever, ever. You should know. Yeah, I usually have a little bit of a bake going on. But um, I digress. What I'm just trying to say about that guy is, I just, I don't know, I just don't think you can really be messing about that. If, if you're a, like, uh, if you're a guard. Well, maybe I just know guys that are, I know guys that are friends. I've Yeah. That you could like, obviously. Maybe, maybe I, d- I, I, I don't really. I, I know one lad that um, I grew up with that's a guard, but I don't really know him very well now anymore. But uh, and he was a ge- he is actually a sound fella. Maybe I could. Aoife I don't Hayes, know. like. I don't really know Aoife Oh yeah, you could I could don't. I pull out a J and have a, a smoke in front of Aoife Like, 
if she was here at the house party, <laughs> I if we were at the house, have said her name now out loud. But that's not her. That's not her real. That's not her real surname. Like she's married now, isn't it? Isn't she O'Sullivan now? Eve O'Sullivan. No, she. Know, everyone knows who she is. Eve O'Sullivan. Um, but come here. If she, if we were at a house party and I pulled out an old J, if I rolled up a J and smoked it, would she like arrest me in the middle of the house party? No fucking way. <laughs> She might go, if it was her house, <coughs> she would probably go, and for fuck's sake, Con, would you go out to the kitchen? Would she? All right, okay. Well, she seems sound. <laughs> to her for cat. fuck's sake, Con. Like, I can imagine that's... Well, I probably wouldn't eat her at the you same time. You wouldn't either, but... No, I wouldn't. I'd be like, close your ears, dairy fat. Like and also, I have to say, sometimes when I talk, like, I'm a, I'm a casual cannabis uh, consumer as well. I'm not, like, in my 20s. Like, I, it's more for medicinal you purposes. You would You would... <laughs> You've never, in the whole time I've been with you in the 10 years, you've never ever pulled out a joint in front of people at a party anyway, so. No, no. And we're with each other 12 years. Oh, yeah. um, I'll have a little drop of that. No more for you and I can't move. Cause my well, I can walk over to you. Don't pour you it all Pour my out. coffee, please. One second now, lads. I'm have just have a domestic over the coffee pot. Lovely. Um, pour that in there. Oh. Oh, that sounds like a little triple of a week. Me. Um, I'm getting a new coffee machine for my birthday off my siblings. If everyone wants to hear that. Noelle is turning 40 in a couple of weeks' time. Guys, uh, she's turning 40. We talked about that last yeah, week. We did. But um, what else I is I feel like this is a Patreon podcast. No. No? No, 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 no. This is main. This is main. Main. Because I, uh, we have, we have to address questions in the Patreon oh, podcast. Yes, sorry. Uh, if you're interested in signing up to the Patreon, now, guys, please do. Um, we've got a lot of, a lot of ears on the podcast, on the Patreon podcast. A lot of people saying, yeah, one of the best Patreon podcasts out there. Out there, ever, 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 ever. ever. Um, how was your weekend? Uh, I had a lovely weekend. <coughs> Great. Tell me weekend. all about it. Um, so you went on Friday morning and I tidied the house because I had a child coming over for a play date. So Harvey had a play date. Um, so that went really well. And sometimes play dates aren't really well with Harv and this one went really well. And so it was, it made my heart full. And then, late, late toy show then. then the late, late toy show. So the boys stayed up and... It's gaslight because they had devices to keep them awake, really. And then the toy show came on, and poor old Hunter was. Hunter thought all evening we were going to the toy show. Aww. But he didn't. We're going now to the toy I said, no, it's on the telly in a few hours. But then, um, sure, he was asleep within 10 minutes once it came on. Was he the creator? Yeah, and sleep on the floor. And then Harvey, f- we both fell asleep about 11 o'clock. I think we fell asleep at the same point. I think mm. I probably looked down, saw him asleep and fell asleep. I was and why I say I think is because I had a bottle of Prosecco while oh, watching it. Oh, I have to talk about me nearly getting the shift above in Derry. We do. We can get to that too. Definitely. We'll have to... No, because I, I remember you were sending me on the, the texts. Yeah, while you were out gyrating well, with some girl. Well, while there was a bevy of hot women cracking onto me. At least Chris had my back. Chris had your back, yeah. <laughs> it was very funny. So I don't get that many admiring glances anymore. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm we generally tell each other whenever we get and it. We're <laughs> boasting to each other, like. We <laughs> boast to each other when we get any. And, like, I, I, I'm, f- I'm a 46-year-old man. I Look, my peak has passed. I'm still in great shape. I'm still very attractive. Every time I see myself in the mirror, I want me. I want to be with me. I want to be in me. Want to sh- okay. Right? Um, <laughs> but I'm 
usually just the own, only person who, th- who feels that way, yeah. right? So did the gig in, in, in Belfast on, in Derry on Friday night and in the Playhouse, famous little theatre above in, right in the heart of, of, of Derry, the walled city, gorgeous place. And um, I was dying sick. Chris actually was also very, very sick. Um, but we had Is that because you were shifting the week before? Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was. Yeah, we were just, <laughs> that's, that's, we were just practicing for you. And he was practicing for Neve, and um, yeah, we'll see how we get on. Now a little bit more practicing to go, and uh, please God, I'll give you an old kiss before the year is out. Um, but <laughs> we had been saying for ages we were looking forward to going to Derry because it's a night away. We we're going to be staying up there. We had an apartment booked, and we were going to go for a few pints. And no matter how sick we were, we were still determined to go for a few pints. So anyway, <coughs> we did. We went for a few pints, and I'm going. I'm going to cut the, sh- the, the story now short, right? But basically, we were in this bar, right, upstairs in the bar, and they were serving Beamish in there. Beamish now is a Cork-centric drink. It is extremely difficult to get Beamish outside of the city of Cork. Not to mind, in the north part of Ireland, I'm not even going to say Northern Ireland, because it's the island of Ireland, Derry, northern part of Ireland, Derry City, you would imagine that there would be no chance of yeah, getting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't get it in Kilavullen. You can't get it in Mallow. You can't get it in Blarney, which is five minute miles outside of Cork City. Can you not? It's so rare to get Beamish outside of Cork City. Wow. Right? It's a pu- and it's a, do you know, I think it's almost a hipster drink now, like, you know. And like then when tubing, you go- retro or hippie. But yeah, but well, my dad drinks Beamish as well, like, you know, but anyway. So you just copy him So to make I- him love you. <laughs> Please love me, daddy. I drink Beamish too. Please love me. Uh, so anyway, I was getting the drinks and we were joined by these two other comedians, Margot and Conal, um, from a million years ago that I know from a million years ago and Chris knows them as well. And so I was getting the drinks. I got the drinks in anyway and I was bringing them up. But as I was up at the bar ordering them, this, I, could, I suppose, how would I describe her? Hottie. What Hot- age was she around? I'd say she was probably l- mid to late 30s right very attractive I would say attractive that's how attractive <laughs> she was she was attractive she was v- and she was with two friends who were just as attractive as her but she was kind of giving me the glad eye and I'll tell you this now right I didn't realise she was giving me the glad eye right because I do a lot of gigs and people come up to you after gigs going oh you're very funny and all this kind of stuff Yeah, yeah. so yeah. she had been at the gig with her two friends and they were chatting away to me and I was in good form and um, having a few pints and I'd been off to drink for most of the month and I was chatting back and I was like oh you've got great they were like oh you were brilliant and I was like oh you've got great taste in comedians obviously you know what I mean you actually cause <laughs> I, you know like little you know little jokes back and they were laughing and I I was accentuating my accent I was feeling the vibe so much up there because I know that they love Cork down there up in Derry as well they do feel they? Kind of, it, Derry's like Cork in the north like they're the same colours, they're red and white, there's a, there's a, a like a troubled history between uh, with Derry and, and the Brits, there, there's a troubled history between Cork and the Brits, both cities were besieged by the Brits and burnt and, um, and particularly Derry has had an awful history with them, but there's a kind of a kindred between us anyway, right? So I was accentuating my Cork accent, I was like, Hortings girl, you're keeping well, yeah, no not a bottle girl, yeah. Oh, not as bad as that cringe, now, but like not cringe. too far off. But oh. like at 11 o'clock, three or four pints in, half cut, the music is loud oh in the I'd back. Oh, I'd love to be the fucking fly on oh, the wall. Oh, I was loving it, Noel. 
I was loving it. Anyway, she was chatting you away. Remind to me. me as if it was like Adam Sandler, but it like so being chatted up around the place or something. But I didn't know I was being chatted up because I didn't think I was at this stage. Now, to be honest, right? And I was there, and I was fucking feeling. I, f- I felt great because I had a good gig. Imagine if she showed the head in. What would you have done now if she threw the head in and started shifting me and my tongue kind of went into her mouth then by just out of instinct and started <laughs> and was there for about five minutes kissing her? If I throw the head into you and stick your tongue into your mouth, you were like, what? Yeah. So I would be expecting it not to, your tongue not to go in by instinct. Yeah, but you, you like, let's say now, if you did it inside in a pub, right, there might, you, it mightn't be too bad. But sometimes when you try to throw the head into me, it's inside in the <laughs> kitchen here and you're after four coffees <laughs> on a Thursday morning and you haven't brushed your teeth yet. There's a big difference. <laughs> There's a big difference. You're not done up like my fucking little minx above in fucking Derry either. <laughs> all right. She had the she had the leather pants on, right? She had the high heels with the thin little thing at the thing. Would you like that up your hole? I would love it shoved up my hole. I get a pair. I'd be getting a pair of high heels up from upstairs that I haven't worn in about 10 years and shovel up your <coughs> hole there now. But anyway, I didn't know. Anyway, I was just chatting, right? Normal chatting that you talk to. I don't even know how to flirt anymore, Noel. I don't like. I know. So anyway, I, I know. You do know. So <laughs> I, I brought the drinks up anyway, and there was four drinks, right? Margot got a pink gin and tonic with those. You don't need to go into the. T- it's important. The details okay. are important. Margot had a big gin and tonic, right? With pink gin, and Conal had a pint of Heineken, and the two Beamish were. Not finished, right. so I had to let them settle, and I wasn't going to be able to bring the four drinks because it was right. up a stairs. Handy. So I brought up the two drinks to the lads. Totally forgot about the bureaus downstairs that I was chatting oh, to. Oh yeah, totally. Right, and I did, mm. and I came back down to collect my my beamish. And two of the girls had gone away, and your one was still at the bar, kind of bopping around, and uh, she was like, "You're you're really funny. You're really funny. I really enjoyed your show." Uh, you're on Facebook, are you? Because I, I talk about that, you know. I was like, yeah, yeah, I am, I am. And then I got my points and I went away back up anyway. And I was upstairs for about 20, 25 minutes and we were chatting away, having a laugh and whatever. And as... Were you feeling like King of the Walk now? Cock I the still walk didn't know that place? this girl was flirting with me oh, now. Right, okay. And I'm not even joking with you, right? Um, so then I, um, I'm upstairs, we're drinking away. I'm three quarters way through my, my pint. At this stage now, this is my third or four pint. And... Uh, I have to go for a wee wee. Nature calls, as it does. <laughs> nature, nature. I just like if you were passing your downstairs. Did you, did you call it a wee wee? I was go for a wee wee. <laughs> like a gom to the so hot girl. I get up and I go downstairs, <laughs> and there's a jukebox at the end of the stairs. And who's there? Only my fucking minx waiting for me, <laughs> right? And she's shaking her arse, and I'm I'm going. Oh my god, she's actually very she's very good looking now. Like this is this is not a reason why I didn't think she was flirting with me. Because she was too good looking. She's for you. way out of my league, <laughs> way out of my league. Right? And she's shaking her arse anyway. And then she's. Connie like, was telling me this story, and then he was like, I, when he said they were at the gig, I was like, oh, the stage aura was on him. Oh, I was telling the boys uh, this yesterday as well, and they were all going, oh yeah, it's, it's and and Tig was saying. You've got about an hour and a half after the gig before the gig glow fades. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and when the gig glow fades, then like you're just like a normal person. So I was still within the hour and a half when this was going on, like you know, because I had gone for a, two pints while Chris was on stage, and then by the time Chris was off, we were out and we were having a couple of pints. So we're still within an hour and a half to two hours. So anyway, she's down there. She's shaking her booty. Do you know that uh, that song by Girls Loud? Oh yeah, that's on, and she's like, 
That she's would be one. her era too. She's at yeah. one with the music. Yeah. She is Cheryl Cole. I feel her. I think it could have been Cheryl Cole. Oh my God. Right? So she looked a bit like Cheryl Cole. That's how good looking she was now, right? And so I walked down and she's like, I'm so sorry. I can't seem to choose my last song. Could you help me? Ooh. Right? Could you turn my dial? I'm four drinks in. I've got a chug. I'm like, <laughs> yes, I can. And yes. I just imagining your little flop of hair now floating around the place like Dumbo. With right. So I'm there. Swabby. I'm all into it. And I'm like, do you know what I'm going to pick? Oh. I'm like, I'm going to put on a Pearl Jam song. I'm going to put on. So because I love, you know, I love Pearl Jam. And I like, but not a lot of people know Pearl Jam. So I'm there. I'm like, yeah, no bother at all. And I'm trying to be way more confident than I actually am because I'm not confident at all. I'm like, I'm going to play the character here of a fucking confident lad that'll take her back to the hotel and ride her for nine hours. <laughs> right? And not, not the fella that needs four hours notice. Not the four hours notice. <laughs> and I don't need a blue pill. Right? Uh <laughs> I can do it naturally for nine hours and I won't even shoot the load. I, in fact, the only way I'll shoot the load is if you say, you can shoot the load now and I'll shoot it then on command. Do you know what I mean? I'm in full control of my manhood. So this is the Johnny Bravo. The, jo the Connie Bravo. The Connie right? Bravo. Yeah. And you fuck it. That's exactly <coughs> who Connie would be when he's trying to be a Bravo. A Bravo. Be Connie Johnny Bravo. Bravo. Tr trying to be Johnny Bravo, but Connie Bravo, right? From, from, from Ballyclaw. <laughs> so I'm there and I'm fucking standing with my hands on my hips as well because I saw it on YouTube. It gives you an old fucking, gives you an old masculine feel. Oh, does it? And I was like, I was sticking my chest out and I was like fucking looking for Pearl Jam. And they only had one album of Pearl Jam on. And it was uh, the Eddie Vedder uh, from the Eddie Ver Vedder solo album from that movie Into the Wild, which is based on a book by Alexander McCandless, which is based on a, a story by a fella called Alexander Supertramp, who went into the wilderness. Riveting. And died of oh. starvation because oh, he couldn't, right. find him, find, uh, couldn't look after himself. He actually ended up poisoning himself by eating bad potatoes. But anyway, that doesn't matter. That's not what myself and Cheryl were about. We were about the moment. And uh, <laughs> so I, I went through and looking for Pearl Jam, and that was the only album that came up, right? And then I, I actually love that album, but it's a real slow, like Cheryl Cole was on. And then I went going putting on. Society. Oh, Jesus. I hope you're not lonely without me. But I, when I said Pearl Jam, her eyes lit up. She loved Pearl Jam. I was oh, like, oh my God. I think I'm going to have to run away with Cheryl. <laughs> she loves Pearl Jam. Because you hate Pearl Jam, like. Well, you don't, well really, you don't really know them, like. I'm not big into music, like. Yeah. Um, so she's like, oh, I love that song. I love that song. And then she grabbed a hold of my waist. What? You never told me that she part. She put her hand around my waist and pulled me in a little bit to clo closer to her, right? And at that stage, then Chris, I think was Chris either coming up from the toilet or coming down from the toilet. But he was like, hi, lad. <laughs> <laughs> you can not see me here now. He was at the tub. Come on. Come on. Get up here. And I, I, so I, I, had to, I was going down for a piss. And I was like, I'm only going. Oh, he was coming up from a piss. And I was like, I'm only going to the Jacks, Chris. I'll be back up in a second. And, and I put on my song and I went to the toilet. And then when I came back, she was still waiting there, right? Oh, and little minx. And she, she was waiting there with a pound. And she was like, your selection was so good, I decided you could put on your own songs. And she got, it was five songs for a pound. So she wanted me there for five more songs. <laughs> she wanted me bad. <laughs> so I put in the pound anyway, right? And um, I went to put, put on another song. And then... 
Chris came to the top of the thing and was looking down. He was like, come on, pal, boy, come on, pal. And uh, so then I, I just left and I went up and I was waiting for my song to come on and I and um, my society and I was above. But all I could do was tell the lads about how I was leaving my wife and kids for Cheryl Cole downstairs. <laughs> and then my song came on and it was tur- tur- uh, time for drinks again. And uh, I went down to help Chris bring up the drinks and they were gone. Oh. Fucking bitches. Oh. It had no interest what, in me at all. But what about Chris? What the hour and a half was up from the gig? The gig aura. glow. The, the gig, gig glow. Um, what about Chris going to, like, go easy that boy? Yeah. Be careful there now, boy. Be careful. Be careful. And I said to him, in fairness now, at this stage I knew I was being flirted with, right? And I said to him, Chris, I absolutely know what I'm doing <laughs> here. I'm just enjoying the being moment. flirted with. <laughs> this is not. This may never happen again in my life. <laughs> I feel 25 years old here, and this may never again happen. And um, he was like, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Fairness to Chris. Chris is my back anyway. (coughs) Yeah, so there you go. So then that that was it then for the next day. I was like fucking just... Cock the walk around the place then without the actual... Walk, walk, without the cock, is it? (laughs) (laughs) Walk the walk around the place. Walk. But uh, then I was getting texts off you with pictures of my boys, like being all cute here and stuff like that. So I was kind of, kind of going, best of both worlds, getting to see my my actual family, (laughs) nice and happy, but also having Cheryl Cole flirt with me (laughs) after the gig. Life couldn't get any better for you. Going home then with Chris. uh, Then myself. Oh, and we got a three in one then. Oh, myself and Chris had a three in one, and it was unreal. Threesome. No, a three in one, a Chinese. Anyway, lads, uh, that's the end of this week's episode. It was a great episode. Thanks for listening. Good luck and thanks. (laughs) Good night.